Dynasty Football Network presents Super Flexible Podcast with your two co-hosts, Tudra and Swags, and host, Steve Halepka. Oh, what's up? Steve is not here. That's okay. I'm too drink. We're going to have a good time. Of course, my boy Swags is here. What's going on, buddy? Hey, yo. I couldn't I do another skip game. over me. I wasn't even ready for it. That's what I do. I'm, I'm just here to trip you up. Jeez, but of course, well, we, we couldn't have super flexible. Just be me and you because that show would get way too crazy way fast. So we had to bring in a ringer. This dude I've been listening to for a while. It is Kyle from the FF Fellas. What is up, dude? Dude, uh, it's good to be here. Thanks for having me on. I've uh, been listening to you guys for a while as well. So when I got the invite, I was like, you know, hell yeah, let's do this thing. So uh, going to be fun hanging out with you guys tonight. Uh, absolutely. So tell them what we're going to do to drink. Well, actually, I mean, tell them who you are for anybody that's that's missed out on you for any crazy reason and where they can find y'all. Oh, yeah, sure. So uh, I'm one half of the Fantasy Football Fellas. Uh, we've been doing our podcast for this is our fourth season, actually. So it's been a lot of fun. We're just two regular guys, been friends for a while and uh, decided to just buy some stuff and hit record and throw it out there and see who wanted to listen to it, to be honest with you. Um, so it's been a fun ride. Uh, we drop episodes two times a week throughout the whole off season. In season, we pretty much ramp it up for everything you need to know, man. Like in season, we were doing four shows a week. Yeah, I was uh, so we say, to- when you said two, that seemed low just from watching like your guys' <laughs> content come out, you know? Yeah, we had a buck. We had 140 shows last uh, last season from Ooh. from February to February. So we wow. we keep it we keep it pretty busy, but uh, and it's a lot of fun. We cover like pretty much. Everything fantasy football. Uh, my co-host Seth and myself, we play everything. Like we we play IDP, we play Superflex, Dynasty, Redraft. Uh, you know, from top to bottom. You know, we, we kind of cover it all. So we hit it hard during the rookie draft season. Talk a lot of you know Dynasty stuff, uh, but then kind of focus more on the 2018 start sits. But you can follow us on Twitter at the FF Fellas. You can hit subscribe wherever podcasts are found. And you can follow me individually at Kyle FF Fellas on Twitter. Uh, trying to be a little bit more active on there myself. Started writing for Fancy Pros um, about a month or two ago. But uh, we used to be a part of the uh, Dynasty Football Network, yeah. so we really try to stay close ties with you guys. You know, still consider all you guys family. It's a good group of people you guys have over there. So it's it's fun seeing what you guys are doing. Oh, absolutely! Thank you. Uh, so I'm I'm gonna throw you a freebie right here. You say you play all kinds of different leagues and formats. <laughs> what's, what's your favorite, buddy? Uh, no, I, and this is not just because I'm on this pod with you guys, but uh, honest to God, man, it's the best uh, super super flex, man. It's it's gotta su- be super flex. I I really enjoy super flex, and I like a little dash of tight end premium in there too. Yeah, um, I'm with you. That, that's that's my thing. So there's I've been trying some new stuff. Like I did a salary cap league last year for the first time. Um, I had a couple leagues uh, with points per first down. I'm not a huge like full point PPR guy, which usually makes me different than a lot of people. But I do like I like half point PPR, and I like other types of interesting scoring. I don't like bonuses as like as much, but um, yeah, man, super flex is the way to go because it's so boring when I'm in a one QB league and I'm just sitting there like okay, like I have a legit have a dynasty league one QB. My quarterbacks are Andrew Luck and Matt Ryan. Nothing I can do with that. I just right. okay, I just play Andrew Luck every week. Right. That's it. I, and can I trade Matt Ryan? No, because everyone has a QB. So right. Superflex is is studly, man. I'm doing almost everything I can to change over my like 
consistent leagues to super flex, but it's an uphill battle, unfortunately. Yeah, and how <laughs> do you make those changes too in a dynasty? Do you have like a supplemental draft or everybody drops their quarterbacks and you draft quarterbacks back in or that's a yeah, huge change. It, we definitely give them a couple of years or something too. Like we're yeah. gonna do it in two years or something, you know, gotta put something like that in there. Yeah, we did like uh in the one league I was in or that I'm still in, what we did was to switch it to super flex. Um we ended up like transitioning it to do like everyone. It was like a 22 man roster. Everybody could keep um, their top eight guys. And then we did like kind of a startup from there. So it wasn't like ideal, but it got us to a super flex quicker, you know, and that yeah. obviously everyone was on board with that. So, you know, it's, it's tough. Keeper back to dynasty. Yeah. yeah. Like yeah. we kind of flipped it just for that one off season. So we gave everybody like advanced notice, like that, that was going to happen. Um, so you can start positioning yourselves, but yeah, man, if you guys can pull it off out there, you know, obviously if you're listening to this, you're in the super flex, but it's, it's interesting to try to figure out ways to, <laughs> to transition that because it's not as easy as like, all right, we're going to PVR or, you know, we're adding right. a flex spot, you know, it's, right. it changes the game. Yeah. Cause Matt Ryan and luck in the super flex, you have uh, some really awesome pieces there. Moving yeah. So yeah. yeah, no doubt. I did, I did send you some, uh, some, some show notes, but if, if you didn't see in the header, I did put ish in there. So I'm going to jump all over this if, uh, if you don't mind, since we're right there. And just do you have any like super flex startup strategies or tips, tricks? Cause there's a lot of startups still going on right now. Like, mm-hmm. you know, there's another wave of them right now. So yeah. Any, anything out there from your side? Yeah. So for me, man, I, and I love super flex cause I love how it makes the quarterbacks actually mean something like where it's kind of talk, talking about, but Honestly, my strategy that I kind of tell people, even in super flex, is you still, number one, pay attention to the quarterback position because you don't want to take it away from you. But as long as you manage it right, I'm definitely of the opinion that you can wait and still find value. Um, last season, mm-hmm. I was in a deep super flex. It was an IDP too, so you know, changed a little bit. But we waited, waited, waited on QB. My Our quarterbacks on the year were, uh, were Andy Dalton, Derek Carr, uh, and Lamar Jackson, like that's what we left the rookie draft with. And we had Josh Rosen on the taxi. So like, and we made it to the championship game. We were the number two scoring team. Like we were heavy, you know, kept pretty loaded everywhere else. So I don't think you have to go that far necessarily. <laughs> like we, it kind of got away from us a little, but we liked, you know, Derek Carr going into the season a little bit more. So like, uh, you know, I would recommend like try to get one of your top 12 guys that you feel pretty safe with. And then when you get that QB two, um, you know, if it's if it's someone that's ranked kind of in your 12 to 15 range, then you're in good shape. You know, you still want to make sure you get your third guy. But if he's like kind of on the back end of that, you know, later tier, then kind of be one of the first teams to get your third quarterback. You know, it seems basic, but like that's kind of what I do. I don't try to like super reach on guys because a lot of teams do that. So you can find really nice value at the, you know, skill position spots. Yeah. So are there any um, – so – I, I'm totally cool with, with, with waiting and get the value. Mm-hmm. But if you're playing that game, are you also throwing darts at backup quarterbacks, you know, once you get, you know, a lot deeper or you're oh, like, yeah. okay, I got my three and I'm good. Are yeah. No, are there any kind of those uh, backup quarterbacks right now? Maybe that, you know what I mean? You're, you're looking to stash on a team like that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. In that case, like if I'm a, if I'm like a wait on QB squad, I'm trying to leave my draft with, you know, at least three guys that I feel relatively comfortable with for the next year or two. Um, and then at least adding, you know, a flyer here and there, like, um, I'm sure you guys have talked about him, but like somebody that I ended up just in rookie drafts for super flex, like I have Daniel Jones in a bunch of spots because it's, it just feels like he's like so free. Right. But like somebody like that, or like Rosen, who is relatively cheap, 
you know, you can kind of get towards the back end of there. And I want to take some of those, you know, more cheaper dart throws, you know, than you know, uh, even somebody that's a little cheaper than like Haskins or something like that. Uh, I try to position myself, you know, in that way. If you do that and you take those extra dart throws that you might not took if you drafted two quarterbacks earlier, it prevents you from having to take a quarterback like the next season, you know, like in that rookie draft, like, okay, now I'm pigeonholed into paying up, you know, for a QB. You can kind of play it out for a year or two. So, um, yeah, definitely in those situations, I try to take a few more dart throws at guys um, later on and, and see if they hit, you know. Swags, you got any of those those quarterback later guys you want to throw out there? Oh no, you, you did make me. When you said like some of the guys that you might be sitting on, you know, like um, it made me think of maybe even Mason Rudolph still. Like, hmm. and and Tudrink hates that I talk about Mason Rudolph at all, let alone still. <laughs> but roasted. but I mean, I, you, you think about that situation versus like Will Greer, for example, and mm-hmm. I mean, how how come? I don't know. I'd almost rather take the chance on Mason Rudolph at that point and just because see the if person in ben front of him has hurt. a quicker chance of getting out. Yeah, I yeah, hear you. Yeah. I like uh I like Jacoby Brissett a lot too. He's somebody like I'm scooping up this offseason, trying to see like if he lands somewhere else, you know, um outside of, of Indianapolis. He's not like he's not as low as Mason Rudolph on the right. radar, but um he's somebody sure, sure. that like get him now before he gets hot because it'll yeah, it'll have like that Nick Foles effect, right? You know, like you know, yep. Foles got out of got out of there. Now he's got a little bit more value, and you got to try to find that next guy. And you know, so uh, I like I like the call though. When you're going that deep and super flexy, you, you have to take a look. Or even somebody like uh, Tyrod Taylor. I, I, mm-hmm. I hate to say it, and Philip Rivers is the picture of health, and I hope it stays that way. Honestly, for fantasy football, but if he goes down, it's Tyrod Taylor, and he's being dropped in dynasties. And I I think that. That's a little bit too quick for me. I think that he's a great stash just in case. Anytime a starting quarterback gets hurt, somebody gets value and somebody needs him in Superflex, just like Kyle was saying, it changes the value of that position so much that some of those stashes might become something for your team, even if you trade them away for a second or third, even at this point. I mean, you're picking them up for free. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Do you, do you think you could you could get him for a 2023rd? Do you think I could get him today? Yeah, like startups over, and this other team has him, and you're like, come on. Yeah, I just picked him up off waivers. I put a I put a waiver claim bid in for him. Yeah, gotcha. You know what I mean? Yeah, it's dirt. It's dirt cheap right now. Like it's definitely it's interesting. I I try to stash those. Man, that's crazy. Yeah. So (laughs) fair enough. All right, I have a little uh, ode to ode to Steve here, and had to put some some news and notes for him. There ain't a whole lot here, and, and we'll see what you guys <laughs> want to go with this. But uh, uh, there is some little buzz around Emmanuel Sanders. You know, the coach coming out and just saying uh, that he could return sooner than people think, and, and you look into it, and it's not based on anything medical. It's just what the coach thinks. So I don't. <laughs> That's my favorite part. We're, we're just literally looking for for something to <laughs> to report right now in, in camp. The coach says, "Yeah, he looks pretty good," but yeah. He tore it in December, right? Like it was, it was like, late. Yeah. I don't think there's any chance, and he's going to be 32 by the time the season's going, or already is something like that. Are we expecting him to play? Like, I don't think we see him in preseason at all. Is this a guy that maybe starts on the pup? You know what I mean? Like, that's what I I think could happen here. And then let's go right into the wide receivers there. We got two second year guys, and then Fant. Mm-hmm. Um, and I don't even know should should we still mention Tim Patrick, or is that just crazy because it was at the end? 
because he put up some crazy numbers. But I, I mean, there if 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 uh, if Sanders ain't there, then so it's got to be that third. There's got to be someone right, right. and uh, somebody there. So it, it could be Patrick, but um, with Case throwing to him, had some pretty decent uh, finishes there. Yeah. Right. So, I mean, it's somebody that in deeper leagues, it's not, it's, he's pretty off the radar, right? Because people, sure. if they're assuming Manny Sanders is going to be back, you're like, ah, he's why we're here for, ah, you know, it's not, a, it's not a real thing, but you're talking about just two second year guys in front of him. That's it. So, um, if Sanders doesn't come back, I'm of the opinion that I'm not really counting on him this season. Uh, and that's not right. based off of anything medical that I know. I'm passing on Sanders, you know. It's just him Him and uh, DT are just like two of these guys. It's just like it happened so late that like yeah. I think some people were just like too all like tuned out a little bit. Right. Because like it was, you know, ah, OK, my right. league's over. If you had those guys on your team, you probably weren't even in the championship anyway. Um, so it's kind of it like flew under the radar a little bit. Yeah. So, um, yeah, I'm not I'm not taking that. I like what it does for the other guys, the opportunity, you know, for, for those the young kids. But, yeah, I'm not. I'm not counting on Sanders this year. And Demarius Thomas was a guy that I was going around and buying for what felt like dirt cheap mm-hmm. a week before the injury for my teams that were getting ready to contend. Like no bullshit. Yeah. Like I was going. That's one of the guys I was targeting for those little runs. And then like just paying like thirds, a couple thirds, and people were willing to sell like that on the rebuild teams. And then like a week later, that happens, and it was worthless. But I mean, it was yeah. dirt cheap, like we said, but man, now what's he worth? Nothing. <laughs> we got him for uh, waiver has been running in this dynasty league for weeks. It's it's a deep IDP. It's like forty five man roster offense is like uh, your most people are rostering you know twenty five at least players deep taxi. And DT was just sitting on the waivers for the last month, and I finally just added him for a buck. I'm like, yeah. whatever. Yeah, all right. <laughs> like, these guys, it's it's crazy. Like you look at the some of these guys that are on waivers. You're like, damn, these, this was an all star team three years ago, <laughs> right? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> My boy Des just sitting out there, all so sad. <laughs> <laughs> all right, so I'm not I'm not gonna let us get out that easy. So between Sutton, Hamilton, and I'm including Fant in that mix, I'm gonna even though I brought up Patrick, I'm I'm not going to right now. Uh, those three, how do they finish? Let's say just this year. And throw up points. And I'll start with you since you're the guest. You're welcome. Yeah, I mean, I'll go. Uh, I think Deshaun's going to be. I think Deshaun and any type of PPR is going to have the edge. So I would put Deshaun first, Cohen Sutton second. I liked Sutton a lot heading into last season. Um, I just didn't love the landing spot, obviously, just because the questions at the quarterback, which we still have. Uh, and then I put Fant third. Rookie running backs are hard to, you know, it's hard to produce in year one. And again, not a great offense. But the thing I liked about Deshaun is uh, it took him a while to get going. Um, and he only had, and I don't have the exact number in front of me, but it was like 46 targets on the year. He had like, like 34 of those in the last like, four games. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, I'm like, okay, you know, this kid's probably, you know, he's finally getting worked in, maybe took a little bit longer. Uh, and the way we're seeing fantasy, it's less and less of those big outside guys, you know, getting it done. Um, it, you know, it's more of the underneath stuff and that's kind of more Deshaun's game. So I think it'll be close. I liked Sutton a lot more than Deshaun I think last year, but for this situation, I'm going to roll with Deshaun one. Swags, how how are you feeling about those three? Um, this is a toughie because I know how Two Drink feels, and I know he's pretty strong on his take. Do you want me to go? Um, Do you want me to go first? Um, well, I'll take Sutton. Man, so we're going to have three different ones. This is- <laughs> Just to make it interesting. Nice. It's perfect. <laughs> We are helping nobody. Not, not by a lot, though. Like I think that 
I think this could be a situation like similar to what we saw over the years with Demarius Thomas and Emmanuel Sanders. And I know we got mm-hmm. a totally different guy throwing the ball, but where Sutton's going to be the more expensive guy and Deshaun Hamilton is uber cheap, but finishes right behind him every year. But I think Sutton's still definitely the guy I want to own, but he costs so much more that Hamilton, I think, is going to be just fine for me. But I think I'll give the edge to Sutton still. Oh, man. Yeah, and I'm going to go Fant, Hamilton, Sutton, and mm-hmm. I think you're all pretty wrong about it. So <laughs> <laughs> Even for 2019, how do you think he's instant impact, right? I, I do. I think Fant is, is, is right now the most athletic uh, pass – pass catcher that the Broncos have. Hmm. Um, I don't need him to block. Right. Um, you know what I mean? And and I don't think the they Flacco will use him in that way. And and I don't want to say it's easy that Flacco just likes to use his tight ends because he's never really had a whole lot there and that's the underneath easy stuff. But, you know, offensive coordinator coming over from San Fran, tore up with Kittle last year. That's an Iowa, you know, he knows how to use an Iowa tight end. I, I took the other easy way out. I just, yeah, <laughs> <laughs> I think Fant, Fant with his speed and size over, um, you know, linebackers or, you know, nickel DBs, he's going to eat that up. And the easiest throw for Flacco to make will be to, you know, to Fant across the middle. Yeah. I think Fant has 100 targets coming and 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 maybe a little bit more. So, yeah, mm-hmm. I'm going to take Fant and, and it's, it's easy. Yeah, I only got one rookie draft pending still and fan is somebody that i really like you know he's interesting like all the things you mentioned he's just athletic you know and uh, i like to see that i don't yeah like i don't care that he if he blocks or not as long as the coaches put him in you know and fight right. him out who cares um and fan is somebody that i haven't been able to land yet i got one more rookie draft it's tight end premium so i'm like all right let's see if i can maybe get in there and and get him at a value but are you still taking like? Do you have Hawk over Fant? How uh, early? How early are you thinking you need mm-hmm. to go to get one of the, either of them? Yeah, so I had I had him back to back originally um, with Hawkinson first, then Fant, and it, especially in like tight end premium, I pretty much had Hawkinson at six because in okay. in non super flex, non tight end premium, the first five I think are pretty cemented, and then after that, dude, it sucks. Sure. <laughs> so I'm just like, and so I would. Yeah, I would pay up to even six overall in a tight end in a tight end premium for one of those guys, and I I feel like there's a little bit more upside with with Fant, and that's why I kind of like him Marge because I don't I don't want somebody that's going to be like you know uh, Delaney Walker, you know, like that is just boring to me. Like, give me somebody that has a little bit more upside, and I think Fant, I think uh, sorry, I think Hawkinson will be fine, but I think just Fant is he's just more fun to own because I think he's just got a little bit more upside. But it's uh, time will tell, and unfortunately for uh, for fancy owners, sometimes it takes longer than we want. Uh, you know, if these tight ends don't produce year one, we're like, oh, they suck, and they, now their their value is is uh, tanked. So uh, even in the leagues I haven't got him yet, I think I'm just going to wait a little bit. When he doesn't get off the hot start, everyone will start you know selling a little bit cheaper, and then I can probably scoop him up. Yeah, I just uh, also with like Flacco coming in there, it's a new quarterback. So mm-hmm. you know, a lot of times you get that rookie tight end coming in, like Hawk in Detroit. Matt Stafford's been working, you know, with Galladay now, but also Marvin Jones there, you know, all those other weapons he has a nice rapport with and and knows or at least believes they'll be where they need to be. I'm not, I mean, Hawk's a great route runner and and an amazing player. I only have him one spot behind Fant. It's not like I hate the dude, yeah. but I think Fant just like they're all on an even playing field. And if I feel he's the most athletic guy there and the matchups where he'll get, like it just, you know what I mean? Like it just kind of fits a little easier there for me. Yeah. 
Um, do do we want to get into the the Seahawks running back Swags? I, I know I've tried to get Penny from you a few times over this offseason, and, and and you haven't let me. Chris Carson coming off uh, what's considered a minor knee surgery. All of them kind of suck. But uh, Pete Carroll wanting to do a, a nice one-two punch now. Do we do we believe this? We never believed Pete Carroll. He, last he's a year, liar, right? <laughs> <laughs> the dude's a straight liar. What he says, like it's going to be Carson's week, and you know Penny is in there or or whichever running back. But mm. maybe maybe this goes back Penny to that like today. Right, we can do that one. I traded Penny away today. Penny and, uh, and Terry McLaren for for Harry. Yeah. I feel so like that's see, Harry. Easy. It can happen. Wow. Yeah. I, I mean, I've been, I, I've dealt, I've dealt, I've acquired Carson in two trades this offseason and for teams that I was kind of running back needy on. Okay. Um, so, uh, in both those deals, uh, those were both one QB leagues. So the draft isn't as deep. Um, and I traded, uh, the 112 and the 111, two different leagues for Carson. Oh, so, wow. um, you know, I was, I'm, it, I, I feel like, it, yeah, man, I, I just think that while I still think Penny, you know, couldn't have a role uh, for this season, I still think it'll be Carson for the, at the start of the year. And then we can see how it plays out. And Carson is still young enough, too, that maybe he ends up being somewhere else here uh, in the not too distant future. But I was in a position where I was like, all right, I don't know if I can get a guy that was as good as he was last year for that price tag. And again, kind of rookie drafts like that. Uh, I'm not really liking what's there. I mean, I, I'd rather have like, you know, I can get a guy in the second, you know. And so, are you going to be chasing Penny at all, or totally not interested? No, not right now. At his price tag, I want to. I I'm going to wait and see if if I miss out completely and Penny's the man. I I'm okay taking that risk. Mm-hmm. Um, but if he's not and it starts off in the first couple of weeks, I can probably trade one of those. Uh, you know, can move things around one of those golden 2020 rookie picks. Um, I'm probably not, I'm not dealing with first for him, but I can probably be something together, throw that little cherry on top that everyone's chasing and, um, maybe make that move. But, uh, man, Harry for, for Penny and McLaren, that's, that's, I think that's pretty, uh, that's pretty nice. I think on both sides, um, I don't mind that. Yeah. I don't mind that price tag for, for him, but yeah, I like that. I like that move. Um, so I'm all about Penny though, and trying to buy him. Like, I think the, just the draft capital alone and, and I mean, Penny's production wasn't bad. It was the usage that he didn't get. And then, I mean, you got to remember like through the preseason, he, he got hurt. It was just like a finger injury of sort. Right. But, um, he did miss some time there. And then as the season went on, he, I don't know, I feel like he could get some, uh, decent play here. I'm not too afraid of Carson, but we'll have to see. All right, last last little bit of uh, news in the first of June here. <laughs> Fitzpatrick is outplaying Rosen in Dolphins camp. <laughs> Who's shocked? Uh, man, we're doomed. This uh, is trouble. I, as somebody that owns Rosen in a couple Superflex leagues, I don't love hearing that he's getting outplayed by an old man uh, who eats too much birthday cake. Uh, <laughs> but I also am in a position where, like, if you have, I have Fitzpatrick on a team where I'm like, okay, I might need this guy to play, you know, in by week five, you know, maybe as a, a bi week fill in. But the, we talked about this on the fellas show earlier this week. The one thing I, I'm, I'd be okay with Fitzpatrick starting at quarterback in Miami because I think he's going to chuck the ball around. And while it might not last, you know, I eventually he'll just throw interceptions and throw his way out of a job, I think, because they want to see what they get in Rosen eventually. Yeah. But if he's the starter, 
I think what ha- what will be really nice for fantasy owners is I think the majority of the Miami Dolphins wide receivers are pretty much useless unless you got Fitzpatrick out there who just won't care about anything. Right. And then he'll just be chucking it. So then when there's a wide receiver that goes down and uh, has to miss maybe the first game or two or gets suspended, you know, it's still early in the offseason. I think then like Kenny Stills, Albert Wilson are usable like that first week or two. And you can get them like dirt cheap and kind of fill in um, for that that guy. Right. Because it's going to happen, you know. So I'm kind of rooting for Fitzpatrick in the short term, like early on. So we have some use for him early. But long term, I still holding out hope for Rosen. I don't know if I'm that's the right thing or not. But (laughs) yeah, I think we've got to see Rosen play this year. Yeah, for sure. I don't. It doesn't need to be this year. It needs to it be does. game one. Yeah. Or yeah, yeah okay. Other, okay, otherwise, it doesn't make sense. I didn't sense. know you were going that way with it. No, like I, I, I get for fantasy purposes, Fitzpatrick is the guy we want back there because I think that's instant impact. The shocker, the guy that went to Harvard picked up the playbook fast, like the veteran that's <laughs> been there. Like, duh, that, sh- that should be that way. If it's mm-hmm. not that way, then you, you spent way too much money on Fitzpatrick to begin with. That's a different story. I don't. I don't want to get pissed off about that part. But if if you got Rosen for such the steal that you did and you're paying him almost nothing, you why not give him the entire year to figure out if this is your guy? Because if he's not, we're going to be shitty next year with him there, right? Yep. Because he's not the guy you, you want. You know and then we're going to get a by that good pitch, which is what we want. Yep. Right? Yeah. But but we're we're paying him like two mil a year and we can get out of it super fast because of the trade too. You know what I mean? Like we're not we're not in this for the whole time. So there's Although we paid stupid money for Fitzpatrick, that's backup money now because of the deal that we were able to pull afterwards during the draft. Mm-hmm. Like for the franchise it's themselves, it makes the most sense to have Rosen there. They're not going to go to the Super Bowl with or without Fitzpatrick or Rosen. Correct. Yeah. Correct. I think, yeah, we go from winning like three or four games with Rosen maybe to I think Le- Patrick legitimately could get a six because Dolphins find a way to beat the Patriots once a year, which makes no effing sense. It's usually at the end when it just hurts our draft pick. But, <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, like Rosen needs to be the guy. And if and if that is the guy in week one, I'm I'm with you guys. I don't think I want any of the wide receivers, but but maybe it is more whatever combination of Drake Bellage and I even like Gaskins a little bit back there. Yeah, I, th- I think the tough part and you're totally right, and that's a good O line is not great either, so yeah, and luckily for Rosen, he gets to go from one crappy O-line to the next. <laughs> but the thing for Fitzpatrick, I think that's a good point to bring up, is no, like not only yeah, he went to Harvard, which, but he's also played on 100 teams. Right. So like, he knows how to pick up a playbook fast. I think that's a good point. I'm not like, I wasn't overly concerned. It's a quiet time, so everyone's looking for stuff to just talk about. Um, it's just once, and like, and I think probably another thing that helps out Rosen starting early is that like generally in a situation like that, you don't want to start the rookie because if you have to bench him, you just killed his confidence as opposed to like, okay, wait it out and then you can play him on midseason. But the Dolphins aren't going anywhere either way, right? So um, we'll see, man. I, like I said, I'm, I own Rosen in a couple leagues. I've gotten berated with just horrendous trade offers for him all offseason and just keep smashing the reject button. What's um, the best worst offer now. you've got? I was gonna say yeah, <laughs> the one that was almost gonna be clicked. Or... I the, the honestly the bet the best offer I got was a was a mid second in a super. Do you think a second flex? next year? That, that I, was it was the best yeah. offer. In a that super was the flex? best offer. Wow. Yeah, maybe well, you should. Maybe we should all go do that right now. Just off of this news, like <laughs> yeah. if, if people like if you were already getting shitty offers like that, and then we get like just sell Fitzpatrick's gonna be the starter. Like Rosen's probably gonna like. Can yeah. I get it? for two thirds like that's ridiculous yeah. 
even if he's not good, it's it's worth the the lotto ticket at that point. Yeah. Jeez, right? To have it, a starter. It was a lot of thirds. It was a lot of like old man quarterback, like Andy Dalton ish types, and like a fourth or something like that. And I'm just like, you know, I, he's my third guy or fourth guy on those squads. I'm I'm okay holding out. And it also too, when you look at it, it's like uh you know lock or jones were going at that point or later in a couple right. of these i went later so i'm like i'm definitely taking rosen over those guys so no i'm not like i'm not gonna trade him away for a worse situation i don't know but yeah, honestly i was surprised how bad they were i'm like i was like he's in the news right so people were looking to move but i'm like no i'm not arizona i'm not giving away for peanuts so sorry yep, swags Andy dalton, yeah. Andy dalton or rosen um for dynasty Yep. For like ever, I'll take Rosen, but for the year, I okay. could I could see Dalton having a better year. Yeah, I mean, I'm, I think, I'm, I'm if I need to, I think like Dalton could lose his job at the end of the year and still have a better year than Rosen if, this year. If, <laughs> if I need to, like for 2019, as like I'm I'm happy like owning Dalton and Ryan Finley. Yeah. If I have to make it through the year that yeah. way, you know, like I think that Dalton's better than Eli, but Daniel Jones is better than. Ryan Finley, but I think that if you have to ride those combinations out through the season, I think you're okay. You're not sexy and loving it, but I think you're all right. Fair yeah, enough. I would I would have taken like just the guys that I have like a just a like a little bit above Dalton. Like if it was more like a Carr or Stafford, you know, that are kind of valued low right now too. Yep. I think I might have taken that shot, but Dalton just wasn't just didn't seem like I I agree with you. Like it could be one and done you know you never know like taylor's there now is he gonna want his guy there's whispers about you know everyone thought they were gonna take a quarterback i think yeah. they did the right thing just took the line but <laughs> but we'll see man it's been a while but yeah let's say let's say that start up over dalton you know mm-hmm. is that what you're saying too swags, we yes yeah that's what i'm saying swags we tra- we made a trade recently where i got rosen and you got stafford i don't remember the other pieces do you remember it off the top of your head probably um, pulled 30 trades since then Baker. I don't know who am I joking. You keep talking, I'll try to pull it up. You're not <laughs> even talking. Uh, <laughs> I remember that trade. I remember that trade. Yes. Do you remember where you're going with this? <laughs> nope. No, I don't. Might as well go to uh the I wanna say the real reason we asked Cal to come on, but the kind of the subject we wanted to to bring up tonight with some overvalued rookies and some undervalued veterans. Little little flip flop action there. So I don't know swags or if Kyle, one of you want to jump off and wait for me to be the judge because I figured that's how I'm going to play this. Being host. Oh, you don't even have any. I didn't say that. <laughs> I, I may have some surprise ones in there. We'll find out. I'm the hostess right now. Host? Why do I say hostess? <laughs> You're the hostess with the mostess. There it is. But that's not what I was looking for. Kyle, going to you. I can, Bring I can, me back on the train. I can kick it off here, man. So, um, Overvalued rookies. I had a couple. Uh, I walk. I came off with a with a quarterback because it's a super flexible pod, right? So, uh, I I think that for me, I mentioned that I kind of oh, that sick. I kind of like Daniel Jones a little bit um, based off of value. And something that's been interesting to me is I've been in four super flex rookie drafts, and Jones has been QB four off the board every in every one of them. Um, I think that Drew Locke is a little bit overvalued. I get that he's not like getting super hype, but for me, I just don't understand why he's going um, as early as he is, especially in the ranking of those quarterbacks. I was in a, I've been in a couple of drafts where he's been taken a whole round ahead of Daniel Jones. Like I've seen Jones drop to the third and Locks going in the second. Um, I, and in those types of leagues, I don't mind taking the flyer. Like I've taken Jones in a couple of spots and leagues I don't even need QBs, but he's just sitting there and he's just 
you know, all right, whatever taxi, you know, for him. Um, I think Locke and, and Jones are are close. I'd prefer Jones just because I think there's a little bit more there, but not a lot. And when you're talking about that big of a difference, I think Locke's just being a little bit overvalued right now in what is a relatively weaker quarterback class, you know, especially when you compare it to just one year ago. Um, so people are just looking, you know, for something and kind of grasping at straws just a little bit. So I'm going to kick it off here with Drew Locke as an overvalued rookie. I, I got no issue with everything you said except for where you said that he has more. So as in you like Daniel Jones more than Drew Locke, like going in or because of like a, a quicker or easier shot to get behind center probably this year is what everybody's thinking where Locke is is it is a future project? Is that what you mean by more or talent around? Uh, I think it's uh, I'm both. I, I think that Jones will be the starter this year before Locke breaks out. It as breaks in as the starter in in Denver. Um, now again, I think po- both are probably useless this season. Uh, so it's you know one's bad and one's ugly, right? But mm-hmm. uh, I think long term, I I think that uh, I think Jones will. Is, is just I think he's a little bit more talented than Drew Locke is. I also think that due to the draft capital, you're going to ha- have a guy on your teams that uh, at minimum is going to be the starter there for a while. I think by dra- by waiting on Drew Locke, not taking him at in that first round and trading back and all that and taking him in the second is that I don't, um, you know, with the track record too in Denver, I wouldn't mm-hmm. be surprised if they're looking at somebody else there, you know, in a year or two, as opposed to the Giants, you know, those guys are tied, um, tied down to to what they have there. Um, for a while drafting Jones that high. So, uh, you know, I, obviously Beckham's not there, but I still think between Shepard and Ingram and Barkley, that's a, that's a decent talent. That's decent talent around him. So yeah. uh, that's why I'll give the slight edge to Jones. I think Flacco will be around a little longer than Eli as well. Yeah, that's fair. Unfortunately. Yep. <laughs> but he will. I mean, he, he's like yeah. Drew Locke who I'm not helping no kid get used to this shit. He, he, <laughs> he doesn't lose his job two years in a row. To a kid, you know, just, <laughs> right? Yeah, I mean, hey, whatever, man. He's got a ring, so he can do whatever he wants, I guess. He's elite, apparently. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but, if, I mean, uh, but I'm with you. I saw Drew Lock drafted before Daniel Jones in a rookie draft recently. Super. Flex. I had two. Le- I had two leagues where Jones went like half a round before Will Greer. Like yeah. it's just it's you know, and they're relatively close. Depending on uh, Dynasty ADP is hard, but like I've I've seen on a couple sites where his ADP is like a spot he's like back to back with will greer and i'm just like i i don't get it draft capital alone should give him a little bit of a yeah. boost but you know that's his first it, name will is greer. Kick him <laughs> off <of> this show. <laughs> if, uh, in a in a super flex league if eli was one of your quarterbacks are you okay spending the 112 on daniel jones oh god me no, I think you won it. Right? I'm trying to get out of that. You won the league. <laughs> yeah, I guess somehow I won a league with Eli Manning on my. I mean, and, and I just talked about waiting on QB and the stack that I had last year in one league that I, I had some decent success in. Um, man, that's really rough. I feel like I could. I feel like I could. I'd rather like trade that pick for. I mean, no, could you get Stafford? Could you get like Stafford for that? <laughs> I mean, uh, I, I mean, at that, that point, guy, probably that not. Stafford, so no. Yeah, I uh, the Lions yeah. won't give me Stafford. Maybe no. before the I bet before the rookie draft you might have been able to move Stafford, but you waited too yeah. long, and now that the pick's there, I don't like what's on the board, and I'm going to keep Stafford. Gotcha. Yeah, I I probably pass um on Jones, and again, there's not any, that I I love anybody else. It's just I just yeah, I'm probably going to wait a little bit. I don't know. That's probably not a, that's a, about as decisive as I'm going to get on that question. <laughs> <laughs> 
fair enough. I like your hedge. <laughs> I would trade into the first to get Daniel Jones at the end. Yeah. There. You tried. You said you tried in front of me For like sure. a jerk. I feel like you said that just to make me pick it because you know I didn't want to pick it there. Yep. I had to do it. I'm really bad. Apparently, I'm like, I, I offered I usually- you ways to get out of that situation. Yeah. I don't like being right there, fan. It's cool. It's you, I'm man. bad, apparently, about handcuffing my QB. Like, I rarely kind of, I really keep two guys on one squat like like that. Yeah, I kind of just, I'm if, with you. if it's a dead end, then I, I pretty much bail. Like, I have luck in a couple leagues, and I've kind of handcuffed him with Brissette going into last season because of all that unknown. But beyond that, like, I either, if I have a guy, I ride him till he dies on my roster. And if, if I can't, if the opportunity comes to get his, you know, his predecessor, I'm in. But, I'm not reaching or buying it, like paying up for it, I guess, or doing it intentionally. That There's makes sense. a couple I feel like sure. are starting to want to a little bit more, though, just like like if Cam does go down, and I'm not a big Will Greer guy, but I do think if Cam goes down, you want It'll Will Greer. Day. So I think that the Cam <laughs> owner would be wise to approach the Will Greer owner today and try to get him before that price is any higher. Um, I don't, I don't want to overpay for that, but I think that by owning Cam Newton and not taking care of that situation and still owning him, you should probably go out and get Will Greer now, you know? Yeah. Certain situations like that, though, I, I kind of want to. Would, uh, I, so I'm, I, I'll guess I'll throw the, my own question out to you guys because I, have, I yeah. have Jared I have Jared Goff in a couple leagues. Are yep. you going to – are you targeting the Bortley one? <laughs> no. <laughs> that I'm not. But man, I'll do I mean, that you can, why not? Because he probably got dropped or almost nothing. Yeah. I feel like if anybody could do something with the Blake, it's it's McVay, right? <laughs> yeah. I mean, and, and he's going to be the guy if Goff does go down. Yeah. I've been, that's the thing I've been kicking around. Like, I got him on two squads. Having 20 times a game because Gurley's broken. Yeah. <laughs> I've been like debating on whether I go out and take the, see, test the waters on that. But. Mm, we'll see. Man, now you've got me thinking. Twenty twenty fifth. Sure, here you, you got go. Some golf shares <laughs> yeah. here and there. There you go, dude. You might be able to get Bortles for a fifth. I'm just saying. Yeah. Watch yeah. people getting ready to make some cuts too, or you know what I mean. If you haven't had to make yeah. cuts yet, like he's easily could end up there. Gotcha. Nah, that's a good point. All right, maybe I'll go after I'm done buying Josh Rosen for a second or a third next year. I'll, I'll go look at Bortles. <laughs> I'll give two thirds. <laughs> Generous. Swag. Swags. Yes. Any uh, overvalued rookies that are better than Kyle's? <laughs> uh, <laughs> I don't know if they're don't better give than me a worse one. <laughs> Kyle's, but um, I've wrote down a couple here. I've got down McCole Hardman. I think he's overvalued. Crickets mm, from you all. <laughs> I, I can I can get on board with that. You know, I think he. I get the landing spot, and he's tied to Mahomes or whatever. But. Um, you know, it's because you still don't know what's going on with Hill. Or are you still anticipating Hill being gone the whole year and still think he's overvalued? Um, me or Kyle? Mm, well, you brought the name up, so I'll fight you first. I think it's <laughs> everything. Like they they jumped really early the on a guy that we don't didn't know much about before the draft. Let's not play. And then just because of that and because of his speed, we're going to profile him like Tyreek Hill, this freak of nature on the field, whether we like it or not today. The, the dude was like he is an outlier mm-hmm. and he was successful with his skills. And now we think because they drafted somebody too early in the NFL draft that now we want to draft somebody too early in our rookie drafts just because he's tied to Mahomes. And it, just because it's Mahomes doesn't mean everybody that touches that field is going to be touching the ball. 
Stills get sure, thrown to him. We don't even know if Tyreek Hill is going to be there. Tyreek might legitimately be on that field week one. It's crazy as it sounds. It's, yeah, it's totally, totally a possibility. Uh, so much going into this rookie draft because everybody wanted out of 2019. And and myself included, we're saying, you know, this year landing spot means more than than it does, you know, in most years, or at least it felt that way. So whether or not, you know, we in the fantasy community knew much about McCall Hardman, obviously the NFL did. Seemed like there were a handful of teams that were, you know, kind of in that range looking to get him just because we don't know about it. You know what I mean? Like if, if those scouts are there and, and using that and then let's pull Hill out of there, like easily – Easily could be worth where he's going and outproduce a lot of these receivers going behind him just because, it, yeah, it is Mahomes and You've sheer got opportunity. excited there. about so many little fast guys in the NFL that never did anything. Sure, but that's that's the way the league is moving now. So there are going to be no. a lot more of these guys around. How has the league moved this direction? Tell me the other fast guys that have been this successful, the little fast guys that have been this successful as Tyreek Hill was that's just going to walk into the system. Right, but Ross, they're not the uh, Taven Austin. Not the, like, who oh, is it? Who's the guy? Who is the guy that <laughs> yeah, you're going to tell me that was? This is the way the NFL's moving. Uh, everybody, if you if you listen to <laughs> everything little, around, little fast like, guys like that's this, not like, the you know it's you know until this year it's you know where we had a couple you know Goliath six five you know wide receivers coming in. It's not. It's not been the case, and the league hasn't used those guys. Well, and I'm, you know, not, it's, it's I'm not, not saying like it's, it's a height anymore. issue, Michael though. Don't grow on trees, like yeah, yeah. I'm not saying there's a height issue here. I'm not speed. asking you to be Megatron, right? But just because he's another fast guy in, in this system doesn't mean he's going to fit it. Sure, but I mean, if he's in Jacksonville, like he's going in the third round or fourth round. Yeah, I mean, I, I get what you're saying, being overvalued, but I think situation dictates that. Especially if you don't believe Hill's there. If Hill's there, then then everybody got hose taking him at the end of the first. You know what I mean? But you take that's you take Hill away, okay? Hill's done. I still feel the same way. I, I mean, it's got to change your opinion a little bit just on it, sheer opportunity. There, there will be more of an opportunity, but I still think that he's well, being completely overvalued in in rookie drafts right now. I mean, if if we went down the board and just said, "Well, the this unknown. guy's opportunity, this guy's opportunity, this guy's opportunity," just, I, I think that you're you're assuming and speculating JJ on the opportunity just based on his speed. This year. But would you would you say would his opportunity be the same who's if he going, was slower? Who's going in mid second or late second? I've I've seen him all over the place. JJ Arcega, Whiteside, or Miko Hardman this year? I'll take Hardman. I, I've got Whiteside on my list here as well. Well, let's just go right to that then. Try to arguing with Hardiman about you. <laughs> <laughs> when, when like, there's nobody on that roster besides some guy named Pringle and Lego shoes, Sammy Watkins. I, I get it. Like, that's why people are, you know, go get Kelsey. Rough. Yeah, I mean, it, <laughs> it's it. See if he's on your waivers. Try to beat it around. You know, always oh, yeah. he had an off-season <laughs> surgery. Listen, man, Take that second you got for Josh Rosen and flip it. Yeah, I'm gonna I'm gonna go a little deeper and just stay on the Chiefs for a minute. And this doesn't play our game at all, but whatever. Uh, James Williams undrafted, like another little small fast guy, but a running back. Is is there a spot in him for you know him to run that Sharkandrick West? Maybe even you know a little bit out of the slot and use his like he wasn't really a true running back um, at Washington State. You know what I mean? They he, he caught a load of passes. 
So is there a way for him to find it on the field here? Since we don't believe in Hardiman, why not take the undrafted <laughs> guy that ended up there? Um, any, or are we looking at Darwin Thompson? Um, I'd love to say Damian Williams, but Swags will yell at me. So we'll move on. No, I'm, not, I'm, <laughs> I'm, I'm just not liking Hardman today. <laughs> yeah. I mean, it's, it's the thing that's annoying is it's like you mentioned, it's Kelsey. And then, oh my God, like, what are we doing here? I mean, from, from even, you know, so Sammy's not going to play every game. We're not sure what's going on in that backfield. Um, it, it could, I mean, it, could be freaking anyone at this time and it's so crazy to think about because of what pat mahomes just did so i mean that's a big hole from tyree kill no one's stepping into that and like just directly replacing it but uh it's i mean any dart throw you can take in that offense is worth doing i guess at this point and just seeing how it goes but it's an early price tag on hardman for sure and um i'm not in the damian williams camp at this point either but you know demarcus robinson for you <laughs> uh, dude, this entire offense is running through Carlos Hyde in 2019. I'll tell you that right now. <laughs> so gross. <laughs> Just go see if Jane Williams is uh, on on your waivers. Go pay a dollar and just let him sit. That's all I'm saying. Super deep. Can't hurt. Can't hurt. That's kind of analysis I look for. But, but I, and, I like uh, the Darwin Thompson take there too, Jake. First good thing you said all in show. That's because I like how you dropped the f bomb. <laughs> Enjoy, enjoy editing that out, yeah. my friend. Um, is it because you believe Darwin Thompson takes over this year, or he's just better than Damian Williams and Carlos Hyde? Do you like is is he legitimately somebody that you're gonna you're gonna put in a lineup this year? You think? Yeah, by week three or four, he'll be in everybody's lineup in every league. Three or four, yeah, <laughs> of 2019? 2019, week three or four, like he, will be, he will be. Like, he will be started in any games. league. Like you will have to be looking at a deep team with running backs to not have him in a starting lineup. Everybody will be starting oh, to trade for him. Daniel, who exactly? You can't even. You don't even know the guy's name. Damian Williams. <laughs> Just by three or four. How about? I'll give you. I'll give Damian you week Williams six. and Carlos Hyde aren't gonna like. He's just more explosive. He's a nice, fast guy. Look, I'm not into running backs that took five or six years to have a relative fantasy end of the season. And Carlos Hyde is cooked. We all know that. Yeah, it was, he was with that awesome coaching staff with the Dolphins for all those years that knew what they were doing. Sweet. Blame it on him. He got the coach Andy Reid and happened to land on Mahomes. Like, it's it's not his fault. He was behind Cream Hunt, who then got into all that crap. Why did you see – what was he – or running back, what, How five for the How do you think he's going to feel being behind Darwin Thompson, some little <laughs> running back Put it on that's the board. about to take Put it on his the job? Moving on. Moving on. Got it. <laughs> Kyle, you got anybody? Do you still have any more overvalued? Yeah. Someone yep. Uh, yeah. Another guy that I have overvalued, and this has been. Uh, and I, I think well, it's him. No, it's, not, it, it's not real. It's not Will Greer. My co host, if, if we were going off of his rankings, then yeah, because that guy, uh, he loves Will Greer. But anyway, uh, <laughs> I love listening to other podcasts and things and, and, and trying to keep up um, with what other people are saying. And this. Uh, uh, sorry, I lost it. There we go. So this uh, this Damian Harris thing is getting out of control, in my opinion. I get that the Patriots want to, you know, they drafted him, and uh, you know, oh, this is a sign. One year removed, you know, first round pick Sony Michelle isn't, you know, right, and they're gonna look elsewhere. Even if I, I just don't get the how he's creeping up. Uh, it, when I had a couple of rookie drafts right after the NFL draft, and Harris is going, you know, round three, round four. 
And now I'm seeing him go like he's creeping in around two into some of these. And I know that this running back class Early is, is not ideal. Yeah. I just don't, I'd rather I'm, I'm taking one of the flyer wide receivers at that point. You know, yeah, uh, I'm you. taking Butler, I'm taking Hardman. I'm, you know, I, I'm just taking not Daniel going. Jones. And Daniel Jones and Superflex, <laughs> baby at one twelve with my parent with Eli. Um, <laughs> I, I, so David Harris, man, I just, I don't like it. I, I think James White is, uh, you know, he, He's obviously covered up this role. He's gotten the trust of the offense. He he is the passing downs back there. So if you're in any type of PPR format, like obviously most of us are at this point, you're not you're losing that aspect too. Sony was solid last year, and the dude had like seven catches. So at best, what if Harris takes over that role in a year? Uh, I just I'm not waiting on that. I'm not I'm not uh, putting my eggs in that basket. So Harris for me is somebody that's climbing up my overrated ranking for sure. I mean, they also have Burkhead and Brandon Bolden still there. Brandon Bolden, bro. I need to know whatever picture he has of of Belichick because how the <laughs> hell is this guy still on the team? And then like he they let him go to Miami, they right? Teams that nobody else like nobody else wants to. Didn't uh, he have a two two touchdown game for the Dolphins against them against the Patriots, yep. right? Yeah, yep. and then they're like, ah, they damn, we, what did we do? And Bolden was back. like the only one disappointed to see the cross <laughs> footage go live because now he didn't have anything on the team. <laughs> They just sent him down there as a spy, and he came back. And he was like, "You don't, you don't need to worry about anything. They suck." And they were like, "Cool, come back." Well, here's five hundred grand to be on the team. You got any, you any overvalued rookies? Nope, you hit good ones. How about some undervalued veterans? Swags. Undervalued veterans. All right, I'll start with Superflex and go to Mitch Trubisky. I think. That- yeah, I kind of feel like we sh- we we shat on him for a while and. You start to look at it a little bit more. I I went out and tried to, to uh, buy some Trubisky. I'm gonna have to find that DFF article. One of the newer guys put out a sweet article about Trubisky, and I read it. And then um, at Diesel DC3, I wanted to mention that as well. Yeah. Yes, that was a cool one. And as soon as I read that, I was like, huh, let me go float some offers out. So yeah, so hey, trying to get some Trubisky, which feels gross. We'll but, we'll uh, yeah. put the link up to the, with this episode too. But yeah, shout out to Diesel. Second year in the Nagy system. All right. Yeah, I mean, and it's he had an up and down season, and he gets crapped on because his team spent, you know, traded up one pick to get him. You know, it kind of has that stigma on him. Uh, you know, I live in the Chicago area, so I can tell you that even locally, people are not on board with this guy. And you know, for fantasy purposes, not as important whether he can actually be a franchise quarterback, really. But um, I think he can get it done. They have enough weapons around him. They, you know, I thought they did a good job getting guys around him last season. They added Montgomery. Um, so I haven't checked out that article yet. I will take a look at that too because uh, that'll be interesting. But yeah, I, I like the call on uh, on Trubisky, and he chugs beer. If you guys, if you didn't notice, <laughs> if you didn't see all the videos, oh my god, shoot me when you know. Let me know when that's over. Love to find that <laughs> chugging some beer, eh? Yeah, I drinking some bells. Stafford went to Georgia and is a Texas boy. I bet that dude could chug it with the best of them. He needs he, to step his game up just to troll Rogers because that's well, bad. There was a video of uh, a, they were, Stafford was like in a bar somewhere, like right, like that that same day that Rodgers had that. Oh, really? Uh, that thing, yeah. And he, yeah, he chugged it. He was way better than than Rodgers at it. But I wanted to see him do it like in a public, you know, right setting out there. Like go, uh, uh, go do it in front of the fifteen people watching Can Detroit Tigers game. Competition at the Pro Bowl. Like <laughs> I would pay money to just watch these guys. <laughs> yeah. I mean, my handle is at FL Two Drink Minimum, so like just I would to watch them chug but- beer. Yeah, I, like 
I don't, some of that other stuff they do is just goofy, but I, I might pay a couple bucks for that one. Yeah. <laughs> that's just me, apparently. So that's cool. <laughs> no, dude, they probably get money off that. Plus, like, if you're watching them chug beer, you're, you're, you're going to already go in and buy more beers if that's what you're there for. I mean, the people that are going to go to oh, watch that are going to be with two drinks. They're going to be buying drinks with you. Buy, I mean, <laughs> yeah, that's a great idea. That sounds like fun. At NFL, like I know you listen. Go ahead and hook that up. <laughs> we should do do that, and then we'll have a like a I'm driving totally, range. I'm totally at the have NFL. a driving uh, range yeah, called NFL. Drink and Drive, <laughs> and we'll have a bar there too. I like it. Oh man, Kyle, do you have any uh, undervalued veterans? Yeah, I I had a I had a couple. I did take a quarterback, um, and I keep mentioning his name on this show, so you probably could have just drawn. Uh, that I was going there, but I'm going to go with uh, Matty Stafford. Uh, he's going so late right now. Uh, again, I was look, kind of looking uh, at some various ADPs, uh, and he's just he's going after all the old raggedy guys like Brady and Roethlisberger in a bunch yeah. of spots, even behind Rivers. Oh, and Stafford's only 31. After Derek Carr. That didn't, it just doesn't, I mean, he, I get it. He's in a not so great situation right now as far as like, you know, the coaches around him, but he's still, he's got, Galladay and carry on and they added Hawkinson. Um, he's only 31 years old, so he's probably gonna, you know, he's outlasting this regime for sure. And he was yeah. relatively solid, you know, up until last season. I mean, I get it, last season was pretty damn bad, but this guy has been uh relatively solid up till that point in his career, and he's dirt cheap right now. I picked him up in two two super flex leagues. Um, I got him for uh for seconds uh in like a of like a throw-in wide receiver four. Like it just because these wow. guys are just looking to get rid of them. So again, that's, that that's, that's, that's pretty, I mean, i felt like I was stealing, but um, I pay up a little bit more than that for him and, and try to get him on my squad at this point. Cause I think his value is as low as it's going to be for a while. Do you, do you see him having, so you see him having a better <laughs> season this year than he did last year, even with the coaching changes and wanting to run it feels like even more or maybe the defense, the defense isn't good enough and they're, they're still going to have to throw and, and utilize hockey would think like, so you, you see yeah. Stafford having a better season this year than last year. Yeah, I think he will. I mean, the guy doesn't miss time. So he, that, you know, it checks that box. So that's good. Well, he's he was, injured, but yeah, he doesn't, miss well, time. he doesn't miss time. Yeah. <laughs> it, no matter how many fingers he has, he that's threw, true. he threw for under 4,000 yards for the first time since like 2010 uh, or whatever. And he had, he had his lowest touchdown mark in like five years. So, I mean, I, I think, He'll, he can get back to that 25 to 28 touchdown range, 4,000 yards without made, you know, and that's not a, that's not a huge leap, right? Numbers wise, I think he can get that done. Um, you factor in that they blew his entire receiving core all to hell, um, you know, la- last year by trading, uh, you know, they, they let Ebron go. They traded Golden Tate. Marvin Jones went down. Carryon Johnson was injured. Well, uh, it was, you know, and yeah, it was a disaster, really. I mean, it was, it was Galladay or nothing. And they, I mean, they had some guys out there. I swear to God, they delivered a pizza to me on Saturday and they're out there playing for lines <laughs> on Sunday. So it's just like, get, you know, this guy had no help around him. So I, I think, I think he'll be, I think he'll be fine. You know, I don't think he jumps back into, you know, what, what was that? He would have 40 touchdowns that one year, like, you know, a decade ago. I don't think that happens, but I think he can be a really nice quarterback too this year and going forward. Yeah. I'm with you. Of Man, course you are. Super Homer. cheap though. Well, dude, that, it's he's super cheap though. Like, he's dirt cheap. I I just, seriously, I was just throwing offers out like as soon as people were kind of like paying attention because it was such a bad season, and I I couldn't believe how how cheap I got him. And I'm like, okay, and it was like mid second rounds, and uh, it was a mid second round 
I'm trying to think of the last one off that I remember. It was mid second round, and I threw in uh, it was Golden Tate, and it was before free agency. So we like there was that they didn't know where he was going to go, right? But yeah. that's what I, you know, I was like, all right, you know, and I dig it. You know, it, it, he's got at least five years, I think, of of you know, at minimum, low end QB two play. So yeah, he won't end as bad as Eli did. <laughs> yeah, ho- hopefully not. <laughs> well, when he's got at least a few years to get there, so yeah. that's that's fair enough. Swags anymore? Um, I've got on my sheet. I've got T.J. Yeldon, A.J. Green, and Jordan Reed all wrote down. Terrible A.J. Green, hard. man. So, like, what's your are Are you buying him for like a one year going for it rental still, or you just trying to trying to steer clear and sell? I think A.J. Green has more than a year in him. Yeah. I mean, he's only, what, 31? He's just coming off the mm-hmm. foot injury. Last year was his only year without a 1,000 yards, and it was because of that injury. I think that you've got a three-year window on A.J. Green. Uh, I don't know. He's been a fairly healthy dude, actually. He's just His production's gone down a little bit. I'm not the hugest Tyler Boyd guy if A.J. Green's on the field, to be honest with you. I don't like John Ross. Um, yeah, yeah. The new Sean McVay. Yeah. I mean, Taylor offense, right? Yeah, exactly. I So my... The the thing I've been like that kind of was hearing about so 2016 played 10 games. He got um, it was just under that thousand yards. He played 16 games in 2017 and then only nine last year. So two out of the last three, you know, miss significant time with injury. When he's on the field, he's a freaking stud. It's just the health is a bit of a concern. I'm with you. Like, I, I think you can buy him and you're going to get at least two, three years out of him. But it's just going to be I'm with Pencilman for like 12 to 15 you know, range as opposed to like, I used to kind of rank him in that five to eight, you know, and feel pretty good about that. Yeah. Yeah. I, you know? I hear you there. Yeah. yeah. But I mean, so. is Julio going to necessarily 100 and I'm not saying they're the same, but is he going to be <clears throat> healthier? I mean, I, I don't think you can hundred percent bank on it. It's, he's kind of a similar guy that like, he doesn't miss Julio, like doesn't miss the time. He just takes every fifth playoff to right. look at his foot, you know? <laughs> and that's And that's kind of my point is, the the price difference is crazy mm-hmm. to me. Yeah, I mean, that's true. You can almost get AJ Green for a couple, like kind of in the same area as you're talking about Stafford. If you're talking to the right owner, they might just be done because of how he ended the season and how he's hurt their teams. But I think he's going to be back, and he's not ready to be done. I, I don't mm-hmm. think his body's that bad. I took uh, AJ Green at five hundred three in my most recent startup. I can't. I just at that point, I mean, a, a super flex. So quarterbacks yeah. went, you know, crazy early. But yeah, I mean, if in he's comparison, healthy, he's probably a wide receiver one, right? Yeah. And in comparison, That's Julio's all the way up at three oh four. Yeah. So uh, yeah. a full two round difference, basically. There, I, I like it. I haven't been. I like, mean, I want over AJ Green, but at two rounds in a startup seems a right. little. Yeah, a little definitely. Crazy. Yeah, that, I agree with you on the Julio. Yeah, I want Julio more as well. I have Green in a few spots and. uh like I shot shopped them a little bit just to see because on those teams like uh, I felt like I needed to get some value elsewhere, but it just no one's paying the price that I was mm-hmm. looking to get, you know. So I was just like, all right, you know, I'll keep him fine, you know, whatever. Like you said, if he's out there, he's a wide receiver one this year, I think, and yeah. we'll see, you know. And you know, he's he's getting coached by a guy who sat on a bus next to Sean McVay once. So there's I don't that. <laughs> look at him as like um, I was looking at Demarius Thomas last year, you know. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, I like AJ Green for the price point. I've bought up a couple shares just because um, some of the older wide receiver ones are becoming affordable to a guy like me. Who because I draft pretty running back heavy, and I'm I'm able to get some 
decent wide receivers this offseason that I think can really help my teams. Gotcha. Nice. Swags, do you have any more, or do you want to go ahead and jump to Scattering Academy? Uh, we can get over to Scouting Academy. Probably you should. You want to talk about TJ Yeldon, didn't you? We can do it. Uh, it sounds <laughs> like you want to. If I you don't, want, but you, I, I feel like you him. find a way to bring him up all the time. Mm, I just you think, don't like Singletary and Frank Gore and Sean McCoy or AD I, combined. I, I, don't, I don't love the idea of Singletary above all the other guys you mentioned. I think they Did were. Did you see that video of him catching a pass in practice? He looks so fast. we we drafted this guy because we thought that he was the most explosive player in the draft and we just think he's going to do really great things for our team i want to hear a coach come on and be like you know he's kind of slow lurky we felt sorry for the guy wanted to make sure he hit a squad uh knew he had no opportunity unless we drafted him so we're gonna give him a little paycheck for a minute make him feel good about himself try to boost his confidence and put him on our practice squad probably move on That'd be like that'd be like Pete Carroll's equivalent of coming out. It's like, or uh, sorry, of Denver coming out and being like, ah, uh, you know, I thought this guy looked really good. You know, this is not based off anything you know tape related or anything, but you know, I just he, you know, he's gonna be great. So but, I mean, yeah, I get, I get it. The coach speak at this time of year is just ridiculous. It's, it's always sucks, but damn, right now and it's, yeah, you're right. It's just I want one guy to be honest. No, be like, yeah, we made a mistake. This guy kind of sucks. Or even like <laughs> players too. It's like, oh, I'm I'm really hoping to do better than I did last year. Oh, no yeah. shit, dude. No, like, I want to do. Words. That's the best thing yeah. I've heard about you all day is that you just hope. paid. I'm Dang. done. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I just needed I'm just here for the money. Yeah. I mean, let's go now. <laughs> all right. Scouting Academy. Scout NFL football like a pro. Invest in yourself and get a degree in player evaluation and assessment from the Scouting Academy. They've educated NFL GMs, personnel directors, and dozens of NFL scouts. Enroll today and you'll watch the same game tape NFL coaches watch. You'll learn to look past the metrics with position-by-position analysis. This is a time-tested curriculum, a chance to learn from the NFL execs, and coaches. Sign up today and get a Dynasty Football Factory exclusive discount for a limited time only. Save $50 when you sign up at DynastyFootballFactory.com. Yeah, go check out some Scouting Academy. You'll be able to see quickly that Devin Singletary will be the fifth leading rusher for the Buffalo Bills. (laughs) What the hell? When, man, when we were with DFF, we didn't have any ad reads for us. What the hell? You guys are moving up. Yeah, like here's a script. I'm like, you realize that people don't like listening to us that much. Right? <laughs> <laughs> hey, shout out no, to Panero who got us those. <laughs> Darn right. For That's sure. good stuff, man. Taking care of you. That's yep. good stuff. <laughs> All right, Kyle. So everything on, that we'll go through today is obviously the super flex. Every now and then we'll throw in like a crazy, you know, 20 or 36, you know, man, crazy league or something like that where extra brings value back to the quarterback but everything tonight is all super flex first one we have is at best damn dynasty it's a 12 team full ppr uh quite a few rookies here so i'm trying to set a little mr Uh, rookie fever over there uh boykin terry mclaren and a 2023rd on one side and we got zay and alexander madison on the other side i'll start with our guest mr cow man this is uh how about some of my crap for your crap? Uh, this, this is a this is a Ouch. splash. This is a splash trade right here. Um, I'm I'm gonna go Somebody with just had a ditch and had to make a move. I guess, man. I would act, in this case. I'm gonna go with 
the 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 uh, the Zay Jones Madison side of this. Um, you know, Boykin, I liked him a lot heading into the draft. McLaurin was somebody that I also thought was pretty interesting. And both though are in situations where I'm really unsure what the quarterback can do for them. Haskins obviously a rookie, so we have to wait this out. And they're teammates, but you know, I I'm not going to buy into that um, right away. Uh, and Boykin again, somebody I really really liked. Um, and I'm not loving the fact that he's in Baltimore. Um, so again, not that the other side is is star studded here, but I think Madison actually does have a decent chance to see some some carries and get on the field, get his opportunity. Dalvin Cook has not been the picture of health. And Zay Jones really came on towards the end of the year. We talked about Dejon Hamilton's big target numbers at the end of the season. Uh, Jones was really getting targeted a ton. He only produced half the time because those targets, you know, aren't great. But uh, I do like Josh Allen a little bit better than, you know, as far as a passer than uh, Lamar Jackson and and right now rookie Dwayne Haskins. So I'm going to go with Jones and Madison. I like it. Swags. Yeah, this is a tough one for me. So McLaren is my favorite player in this trade. But then I think that Zay Jones stands just as good a chance to put up that much production or more. And mm-hmm. then Alexander Madison, everything that Kyle said, but then I'm going to add in that I think he's going to see some of that Latavius Murray role with or without Dalvin on the field. So mm-hmm. I think that Madison yep. could be a, a viable player right away for us. And man, he's pretty cheap. <sighs> so I think, <laughs> I think I have to go with the Zay Jones and Madison side. I wish I didn't have to get up McLaren to make it happen, though, to be honest with you. But I'm not a Miles Boykin guy. That's why I didn't bring him up. That's fair. I, me and you have talked a little bit about, you know, McLaren. And and although maybe it's not great, and, and like Kyle said, you don't know a lot of what you're getting out of Haskins this year if it's a couple mm-hmm. games per case. But McLaurin could be the best option there at least this year. Mm-hmm. And You think how- he can beat out Paul Richardson? <laughs> yeah. I mean, and, and I do kind in of way. believe in that. Um, Great college connection that he had like just yeah, even yeah. I mean it's half the reason he brought him there and he he's going to know where his quarterback wants him already it, it's going to be McLaren's job to prove that he belongs on the NFL field with those safeties and everything but I, I think that McLaren's going to be the guy that Haskins is looking to once he's on the field and then is Hollywood I I believe will be back this year but still dealing with the foot you know We've seen that with obviously guys that are a lot larger than him, but nobody's really been smaller than him. Uh, deal with that foot and have lingering issues, or, mm-hmm. or a lot of times even need that second surgery, you know. And after the second one, they're fine. So, oh, with Boykin, unless, you mean for Boykin? Unless, yeah, time. So unless you believe in Willie Sneed or <laughs> uh, Jordan Lasley, I believe is there, and Jaleel Scott, or you know. I think Andrews has a nice bump this year, but again, I have an opportunity to have the teams won. I get if you don't believe in Lamar Jackson, like the targets may not be great, but again, I'm talking about a team's one. What is that? A third. one do it's, in it's a really last year? Who that event was that crap with Flacco and, and then Lamar running Flacco system? Sure, no, I, I gotcha. I'm just and and John Brown was relevant in the early part of the year when Flacco was there. And and nobody really was when when Lamar was here, but that's because he ran it twenty seven times a game. I'm just saying, like, it's, Are you taking the I have an opportunity to get two teams number one on that side. No, I'm taking Zay Jones and Madison. <laughs> I was just trying to make a case for it. And fifty two percent took that side, so I was just trying to understand why forty eight percent on Zay hmm. and Madison. Gotcha. For, for all the thing, all the reasons you guys said, I was just I'm I'm looking at it. You know, 
prior or, or retweeting it from Superflex Pod or sometimes from at Superflex Trades or or you know from mine, and I'm just wow. All right, why 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 are more people going that way? So I'm I'm just trying to sell them on that side. If, if maybe <laughs> this is the guy that picked that side and he wanted to feel a little better about his trade, I, I think all. even like because we kind of talked about Zay Jones earlier today, and I think that there's a lot of still just negativity around Zay Jones because of his crazed incident. Yeah. You know, and sure. I'm not trying to make a mockery of that, but I think that seeing that video, I think that that's really fresh in a lot of people's heads and not how he finished his fantasy season last year. Mm-hmm. Very fair. All right. Uh, next one at Kingstyle 16. This dude's definitely had a, a few on here, I think. 12 team full PPR, quarter carry, tight end premium. But so go, lots go of stuff by going Zay on. Jones here. all over the place, guys. Like, uh, sorry to interrupt you, but yeah, if that's the case, like, don't I'm don't sorry. be scared. Like, go get Zay Jones. Deal. Thank you. Uh, Twelve team full PPR quarter carry tight end <laughs> premium. I'm gonna do this again. Uh, Mitch Trubisky, who we talked about earlier today, Keenan Allen and GD Westbrook on one side, or Deshaun Watson and DJ Moore on the other side. That's juicy. Yeah, wow. Oh, man. Right? There's some names. On. There's some names now. <laughs> As compared to that first one, right? <laughs> yes. Yeah, we're we're going night and day here. This is gonna make the roster pretty. Yeah. Swags. I'm gonna come to you first. Um, but I guess it for a second. Man, it's it's fun to get some Watson shares. I'm also, I think I'm already a little bit higher on Trubisky than somebody. I, I, I for a lot of people, I don't think he's Watson or necessarily going to be in that conversation. But I don't think it's crazy that Ever. he could still be in the golf conversation. Um, mm, okay. So I'm, I, and then you get Keenan Allen, who I have quite a bit above DJ Moore and. D.D. Westbrook, who might give you as much as D.J. DJ Moore, honestly, you know. So I'm going to take the Mitch side and Keenan Allen and just see what happens with Westbrook. If you have Cam and Lamar Jackson as your other quarterbacks currently, does that change your mind? And I, we can go right over into Kyle and Swags can come back if you want. Yeah, But Cam definitely. and Lamar Jackson are on my team currently. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that, which doesn't change your mind. I would take that. I'm if I'm more comfortable with my other guys, you know, I like taking the shot just, uh, you know, for Trubisky on the Trubisky side because, yeah, I think Keenan Allen, he's still fairly young, um, too. So that that's you know, I know Moore is only a second year guy, so he feels fresh, but Allen hasn't been along around for that long. I think he's going to be a top 10 wide receiver for a, a while. Um, and when you add in DD Westbrook, uh, there, I mean, he could. I think he has. He could be the number one receiver in Jacksonville this year. So um, while Trubisky and Deshaun is a pretty big gap, if I'm comfortable with my other quarterbacks, I think it's I, I think it's kind of a no brainer in my opinion to go Trubisky, Keenan Allen, D.D. Westbrook side. If I'm pretty neutral at the position, then it gets closer. But I'm probably still leaning that other side. So I'll probably agree with uh, with Swags on that. And Swags, it didn't change your mind at all from here in the news of the quarterbacks you have on your team. No, yeah, that's the side I want. You know what? I just flipped it. That's not the deal I was able to get. I'm going to change it. I just moved. I put Cam and DJ Moore together because I'm keeping Watson. Cam's, although he's throwing, it's freaking me out a little bit. Okay. So I'm a, Cam and DJ Moore, I'm going to push away, and I'm just going to ask for Jabisky and Keenan Allen back. You feel better about it? So now I'm getting... Cam and DJ Moore or Trubisky and Keenan Allen. Those want, are the only pieces now. I want Keenan Allen. Yeah. Yeah, I think he's the best piece. In there, and I can. I feel like I can make it up. At uh, that's going to make up my QB difference. So I, I'm on the Keenan Allen side again. So you didn't you didn't get DD, but you were able to shift from Watson to you know and mm-hmm. remove Cam. Mm-hmm. I mean, what's, what's like, I definitely Cam feel better about that. Like, 
two more. No, points that's what I'm Mitch. saying. I just I was just able to keep the better quarterback on my team and then add Mitch to it. Mm. And I only I only missed out on getting Didi onto my team, so I still get Keenan. I yeah. see your point. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I dig it. Yeah. I feel like I feel like I I won from initial trade negotiations to what I ended up at. Yeah, that always feels good when you can look you back and you're like, 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 okay. You just offered me Watson and then lowballed me to Cam. So now I'm kind of like, what just happened? I don't want, I didn't care <laughs> about said, Didi that bad. But you were yeah. like Kyle and you're like, but Didi's going to be the one in Jack's fun. I was like, fine, take him out. But now I'm switching my quarterback. And you were like, deal. And I was like, I just burned you in your face. <laughs> <laughs> Perfect. You definitely right. say that too. <laughs> oh, oh, if it's a trade between me and him, you know it's happening. <laughs> All right, the next one, uh, 12 team Superflex PPR from at El Filippo 41. Um, they already have Mahomes, Nat Ryan, Derek Carr, and the 101 in this year. So I'm assuming they trade for him because I feel like with that startup and, and Superflex, like you probably crushed it last year. So are you trading the 101 and Will Fuller and Swag's boyfriend, Mason Rudolph, <laughs> or do you want a 2020 first rounder? And Stefan Diggs, just a random 2021st. Who knows where these teams are? I'm going to come to Kyle first. Yeah, so I think that when you have quarterbacks like Mahomes and Matt Ryan and even Derek Carr, so you're, you're fairly safe there, that 101 means less to you than it probably does on the many other teams in your league because that 101 is Kyler Murray. So I like the idea of making the upgrade from Fuller to Diggs and still keeping a first. It, you know, it might not be – you know, a top the top pick or a top even top half of the draft pick. Um, but uh, I think what what you really have is a fantastic bargaining chip to make a trade later on because those twenty twenty picks are hot right now. So I like the idea of making the trade, uh, trading the one hundred one in a situation when you don't need Kyler Murray and upgrading to Stephon Diggs. I'm not even the biggest Diggs fan, but I really do like that that ad. So I'm gonna go with Diggs in the twenty twenty first. Swags. I'm gonna I'm gonna rebuttal Kyle in a minute, but I want Swags to answer. I mean, it, uh, I hate Will Fuller. So that sucks. <laughs> Agreed. We're on the same but team. Mason Rudolph, bro. I mean, <laughs> I know, right? And then I'm, but I'm staring at my boy. Damn it! You could change this to Kiki, and I might like this trade a little bit better. That's how much I hate Will Fuller. Damn. So, Ouch. So that really taints the trade for me. But the 101, I mean, I think you're, you're, you can get Kyler Murray and you have a fantastic trade trip. I mean, trade chip, excuse me. And then you can get Jacobs or Nikhil Harry, who, that's my rebuttal. You're getting a 2021st, you know, like that first could be a really nice. Go draft Kyler Murray first. Don't make this trade right now. Go draft Kyler Murray. And and then do it, or do you think? I think that you could get. Do you think this year it's it's more valuable still being the one hundred and one? I think that Kyler Murray is a bigger bargaining chip than Diggs, but you but the the bonus is that twenty twenty first attached to yeah. Diggs. So I'm kind of putting one hundred and one and Diggs really similar value, and then pissing on Will Fuller and don't really care about Mason Rudolph in this trade and that twenty twenty first. I mean. If you offered me Will Fuller and Mason Rudolph for a twenty twenty first, we're done talking because you don't value the first the same as I do. But if That's we're talking one oh one and digs, I think it's pretty I think it's yeah. pretty fair right there. So I gotta take the digs in twenty twenty first side as much as I wanna get Kyler Murray there. Ah, I wanted the one oh one really bad too. I talked myself out of it. 
<laughs> I think, I mean, the other thing you could, the other way you could approach this is, is to, and the, probably the way I would, if, if this was my team, I draft Murray with a one-on-one and I flip Mahomes. Yeah. But I mean, I like that play too. Yeah. He's, or, he's, or I mean, I don't mind trying to move back to one Oh two or one Oh three. And I'm happy getting, I'm happy getting Jacobs Montgomery or Nikhil Harry at one Oh two, one Oh three or one Oh four. Yeah. Yep. Yeah, man. I, uh, that's kind of, I was on that same kind of path though, is like digs into 101. That's pretty damn close to, for me. And then when you say that 2021st for Fuller and Rudolph, that's not even close right. in my opinion. I'm taking the first. So, but, but yeah. Kyler Murray more than a round, a ha- round and a half ahead of Stefan Diggs in my latest really? super flex oh, startup. Really? Kind of crazy, but yeah. man, I would yeah. do that. Murray, he's that. I, uh, I would draft Murray yeah. over Diggs. Without seeing yeah. production, and and I and even because if, of even super flex value, just okay the with value it. there alone, yeah. And then if it does hit, I mean, you look at what happens to the players like Josh Allen, who was even cheaper, or the Baker mm-hmm. Mayfield value this year versus what it was last year, and the skyrocket has. And I, I want to play that a little bit, you know. And if yeah. you can get Haskins, and then his value goes up, that's even a bigger jump in value. But yeah, I would I would draft Kyler Murray or a lot of quarterbacks in front of a wide receiver one. That's fair. 87% first rounder and digs. Eh, I think they're kind of playing the, I have, I have the three good wide receivers. Let me upgrade. Like, like I was in the 2021st. Those are fancy looking right now. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yes, sir. All right. So the next one is a 14 teamer from Salomon Henry. That's what I'm going with. (laughs) Uh, (laughs) Full PPR 14 team. Baker Mayfield, DJ Moore. I know we already had that once down here, but I had to had to squeeze that one in. Uh, DJ Moore, twenty twenty first and second, or the other side. Good lord, we get Nuke oh, Antonio man. Brown. I I don't know why Kaiser is here, but okay. And a twenty twenty third. Maybe the Aaron Rodgers owner. They're trying to sweep. I was going to say bit. it's it's got to be Rodgers at that point. That's yeah. you try to do that all the time to me because I have Rodgers <laughs> like everywhere, and I was like, get out of here with your Kaiser junk, but. Baker Mayfield is is on crazy hype train still. I still feel like that's that's riding, and I've seen him as you know as as two for a lot of people. Mm-hmm. Uh, DJ Moore and the first and second man. I'm I have Nuke higher than Baker Mayfield in my superflex rankings, and to get AB as as long as I'm I'm good at quarterback and you know I'm not all old guys. Give me the wide receivers and let's go. Let's go win. I like it. I feel like Swags is going Baker Mayfield and even Kyle maybe. Um, Do it. Pick the wrong side. I'm trying to decide <laughs> if I want DJ Moore or Antonio Brown. Brown, stop it. <laughs> the picks make it closer, man. But yes, the, the only the only thing that the only thing that's tougher is it's 14 teams. So yeah, you know, Baker it's, has a, a I'm nice take bump the Baker there. Side and the 2021st. Uh, that's why I said I gotta be I gotta be comfortable with my quarterbacks and they can't be all old guys. You know what I mean? I have to have some youth there. I mean, because even honestly, is like, huge and the first. I don't know where you guys are at. Who knows how the draft is going? But like, I mean, Baker and Hopkins to me are pretty close. And then DJ Moore and Just, AB are close in, to you. Um. In yeah, yeah. And if they're I, close, I don't even like yeah. DJ Moore that much. <laughs> if Moore's close, then the picks got to I think they got to push it the other that way. You know. But, but yeah. personally, I'm going AB and Hopkins because I don't like waiting around to wait for the the bread to be baked you know i'm just i can't just sit there like i get rookie picks i'm like aha and i just start trading them away so that's just i'm i want to win right now give me hopkins ab but it's close 
It's interesting. Yeah, a fourteen team definitely changes changes a, a lot more than in twelve. But <laughs> and the first is big. But ooh, give me those wide receivers. We're we're gonna win this year. Yes, sir. Uh, fifty five percent needs Baker in the fourteen team league. Ah. Three hundred and fifty plus votes. So a lot of y'all got it wrong, but it's cool. <laughs> me, me, I feel like me and Kyle were good there. Yeah, we're good. <laughs> All right, moving on. At Jimmy Lou, uh, twelve team full PPR tight end premium. Says that he is weak at quarterback and tight end, has solid depth at running back, and the startup just finished. I really appreciate when there's a lot of information in these. Like wow, I, I get the characters are, premium, and I mean there's... characters are limited, but uh, I I like it. Uh, Joe Mixon on one side, or we get Kirk Cousins, Chris Godwin, and Dallas Goddard on the other. That is a haul, even for Mixon mm-hmm. in this kind of format. To me, I guess it depends on where you're at on Mixon uh kyle what are you making noise uh, over there bro? this is it's so tough because i love mixing but yes, i've heard a, a lot of trades of people dealing them up uh, i wish that i was it in leagues with these people. I, I for sure i mean i wish i was in these leagues with people but um but uh man i love mixing but damn ah I, if, <laughs> if i'm weak if i'm weak at, if i'm weak at qb i'm gonna go get myself from Kirk cousins uh in this it I wish it was a little bit more than Goddard, you know, but, and Godwin, his hype is my God. It is off the charts crazy. I mean, uh, right now. So I'm going to leave, I'm going to go with Cousins, Godwin, and Goddard. That's enough for Joe Mixon. Um, Especially if you feel good about your depth. Yeah. If there's depth. Yeah. I like that. Again, the information's key. I like that. So if he's not feeling good at running back, you know, forget it. I'll figure it out. But if you feel like you're in decent shape and if you're weak at quarterback, not even okay. If you're weak, go get your boy, go get Kirk. And it's at Jamie Lou 55. I said at Jamie Lou. I didn't give him the number. I'm going to give it to him because I appreciate yeah. the information. I'm, I'm, don't I'm, don't uh, give those fake followers to the first Jamie Lou. Forget that guy. Yeah, that I'm, guy's a I'm jerk. just going to put Joe Mixon into my super flex spot when my other quarterback's on a bye week and stick with my Mixon. And I think he's mm-hmm. got a nice safe floor for me. I I just feel yeah, nice right there. You're like kind of cozy. So much, and yeah. The only player. I get the value of Godwin. So you, you I'm have, not going to knock value. I get the, yeah, I need a running back back. The only player I'm getting back in this that I like is Dallas Goddard. I'm not saying the other guys won't produce. So don't take that the wrong way. But that I like. The only player that I like that I really want to own in this is Dallas Goddard outside of Mixon. So I'll, uh, I'm just going to stick with Mixon and trade something crappier for Dalton. And <laughs> there you go. Fine. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> or Rudolph. Yeah. <laughs> I am going to take the the three pieces. That's that is plenty for me. Uh, I am going to immediately move Godwin to somebody that likes him for a huge haul. And and I might as much as I like Goddard. I think there is hype with plenty, not plenty of guys, but a few guys that feel as as strongly about him as Swags does. And I'm going to go ahead and and nineteen with Zach Ertz on the team. I right. Right, keep keep pumping them up to anybody As that I can rookie. probably sell them to. With Zach so, right, so I'm going to end up with Cousins, no and I'm trading these other two for, for other stuff, and, and I feel great about it because there are guys that, that are just super hyped on those fools. So 340 40 votes. Uh, me and Kyle picked Cousins in the Godwin side. Swag took Mixon's side. 
This was dead even, 50-50 on the wow, poll. I'm almost surprised so, it wasn't more to the cousin's side, honestly. So, Kyle, me and you broke it, and we just won Twitter. That's, Boom. That's how it's gone. You're welcome at JamieLou55. I'm giving you guys some kind of ribbons or something. <laughs> I, I would like a participation trophy just for tonight's show. Yes. Overnight it. I feel like I did pretty good. Uh, the last trade I have in this six-pack, because that's Thank what you. I do, at first and Ted, it's only a 10-team. Matt Stafford, who we've talked about a bunch tonight. Hell yeah. <laughs> and then Big Dig Nick Foles, Devin Singletary, who we all love, speedster catching passes, and a 2022nd. Let's go to Swags first. 10-team, uh, I always want best player in a trade. It changes my whole philosophy on a lot of stuff. I'm definitely uh, taking the Cole. Stafford side. <laughs> So the 2022nd. Yeah. <laughs> I want that Stafford side for sure. Uh, Kyle. Hands down, Stafford. Give me the snapback kid. Snapback kid, huh? Yes, sir. And you're getting fulls and you're waiting on a running back for what? And then you're going to get that 2022nd. It'll be way more fun than Singletary next year. Man. All right, Stafford, I'm gonna pick. Baby. <laughs> there we go. <laughs> I think Foles and Stafford can be close this year. I think it's going to be closer, and and I think these. I mean, obviously the 2020 wide receivers down there points. in Jacksonville. Yeah, I mean he doesn't have Hawkinson. That's for sure. Um, he's got he got the stud D.D. Westbrook. We're not seriously right. going to sit here and talk Hard about Foles for five minutes, are we? <laughs> I took Stafford. You know what? I'm done with the show. <laughs> Kyle, thanks for coming on. <laughs> <laughs> this was fun, guys. I was glad I was able to hang out with you guys. It was over. <laughs> <laughs> no, this has been fun. I appreciate you having me on. Oh, absolutely, man. Welcome back anytime. It was super fun. For sure. Uh, swag's tell them who you are, I guess. <laughs> People care. I am at DFF underscore swag. I'm at FL2DrinkMinimum, at SuperFlexPod, at SuperFlexTrades. Uh, at the real Halupka, secret agent in like in Texas or Tangier. I don't know where that dude is. Um, go check out the fantasy football fellas. Show's dope, and they are grinding. A lot of fun, Kyle. Appreciate yeah, it. man. Appreciate it. You take it easy, boys. Uh, Thanks, buddy. You're out of here. Did he leave so we can talk about him? I'm still here. I was like, Seth's so much better. Oh, shit. I'm still here. <laughs> I'm still looking up Stafford stats right now. Why couldn't we get Seth on? <laughs> get that all the time. You sound better, man. You're not sick. Yeah, it's good. Finally. Right? You had like a sexy sexy voice that was going on. I was waiting for you to bring me some jazz. You were shitting on my golf. That Kirk Cousin Titus. I've got so much added to do, but I blame him. He brought an F-bomb, and I was like, all right. No F-bomb for me. Nope. You were paid. Professional. Oh, there it was. I said perfect two times. (laughs) (laughs) Was that including that one? (laughs) That was three.